Poised for Exit is a show for business owners who want to achieve a successful future exit based on their own terms. Your business exit will likely be the biggest financial transaction of your life, and for most, you'll have one shot at doing it right. The topic and guests we feature and the stories they share will provide valuable ideas and strategies to improve operations and grow enterprise value so you can achieve the best possible exit outcome. Now here's your host, Julie Keys. Welcome everyone to Poised for Exit, the podcast show for business owners. We're thrilled to be able to deliver relevant, timely content to you, our business owner audience. Each week, you'll hear from a range of professionals and entrepreneurs in various fields of expertise who will share stories and solutions for you to learn from and apply to your business and your life. Today, we're talking with a woman business owner who has been a leading Twin Cities business development expert for many years. She's a professional speaker, trainer, coach, and book promoter, even for the likes of Harvey McKay. We're going to hear more about her program, Impact 100, in just a moment. But first, we'll take a quick break and tell you about my business transition readiness program. Do you know what it means to be transition ready? Does the thought of your future business exit bring on feelings of anxiety? If so, you are not alone. In the Business Transition Readiness Program, you'll find the answers to these questions and many more. According to award-winning certified exit planner Julie Keys, it takes at least five years to prepare an owner and a business for a future exit. The Business Transition Readiness Program will help you unpack the complexities of exit and transition planning, shed light on the unknowns, and help prepare you and your business to exit on your own terms and not someone else's. You can get more info and register for upcoming programs at poisedforexit.com. Just click on Owner Program. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here today with the founder and CEO of Rock Paper Star, Kathy Paper. Kathy, welcome to the show. I am so glad. Awesome. That, yeah, it's so good to have you here. I'm so glad that you could be with us today. As I shared in my introduction, you have grown a very successful name for yourself and your expertise in the Twin Cities, and I want to get into that. But before we do, I would just like to have you share a little bit about yourself and about how your company, Rock Paper Star, came to be. Oh, thank you, Julie, and thanks for, for having me on the podcast. So Rock Paper Star came about um, basically one of those uh, co career moments where I had been an executive uh, coach at Best Buy and was part of a, a huge uh, layoff and thought, what am I going to do next? And was, mm. was crushed that I wasn't uh, the VP, you know, moving up the ladder as I had thought I was going to be. Mm. And then all of a sudden I started um, – making lists of people that I knew and people that I wanted to talk to, to, you know, maybe find a job, wasn't sure it had a business before um, going in house. And, and all of a sudden comes rock paper star where we started doing consulting and training um, with fortune 500 companies. And I reached out to Harvey McKay, who had been in my network and had written swim with the sharks and said, Harvey, I want to help you with all the, online products and, mm -hmm. and speaking and think you have so much more to offer anyway. So it came out of, out of basically thinking, you know what, I should start my own business again. Why am I not doing this? And, and lo and behold, we're 15 years later and wow. uh, li li living through a pandemic and having a good time. So. <laughs> right. Exactly. 15 years. Wow. So think about how different your life would have been if you wouldn't have had that situation at Best Buy you know, and, and, and you wouldn't have been the big promoter for Harvey McKay's books and 
made such a name for yourself in the Twin Cities. I know that you are like a master networker and you have so much to share. So I want to get into that right now. Uh, one of the questions Excellent. I've got for you, yeah, is so when we talk about a network as a business tool, why would you say that it's an important business tool? So one of the things, you know, with the word network and, and, you know, when you're looking for a job, you know, you need to network because that's what everybody tells you to do to, mm -hmm. to find a new job. When you're running a business, you don't always think about networking as a, as a powerful tool unless you're exclusively a salesperson. Then you wake up and you know you need to network. You need to find the right people. You need to have a strand and a plan and a strategy. Mm -hmm. And what I've started to realize and see is, you know, your network is really your net worth. Yes. Um, your network is your, your, your tools of people. And, and at first when I heard that phrase, it sounded sort of, you know, capitalist to me. Um, so I like to say that really your network is what helps you get your job done faster. Mm -hmm. um, because people do business with a network with, with people, you know, like and trust and your network is a reflection of those people. Um, mm -hmm. Who's going to tell you um, who you should work with, who's going to recommend you. So my business has always come from word of mouth. Mm -hmm. um, I encourage other people to do that. Um, to build that, to build that network and that credibility and your reputation. Mm -hmm. So to me, it is, it is the tool because, you know, when I was first starting my business or when I see people starting out at something, you know, there's that moment of thinking, how am I going to get all this done? And to me, a network is a shortcut to getting your work done as well as to helping other people get their work done. It truly is important to have a good, strong network, um, but I think that there might be a misnomer with the thinking that people have that you can just go to events and meet people and then all of a sudden you have a network, but that's not really how, how it works, right? I mean, it takes years. I think about the networking that I've done in my life, and that's always been a very important part of the business development work that I've done, but it takes a long time, and it's um, kind of finding a needle in a haystack when you are looking for that special relationship that can become that referral source or even affiliated partner or whatever that relationship blooms into. But when you think about all of your coffee meetings that you've had over the years, it's probably quite a lot, right? Right, so, right. Well, and so, Julie, I did a two years ago, I did a survey of 500 people mm -hmm. and, and asked questions around networking and, mm -hmm. and what did they think about the word and how did they network and where did they like to, to network? And a lot of people, the word network, they think about it as very transactional and, and very much of quality, uh, quantity over quality. Mm -hmm. and, and what happens is then you approach your, your networking differently. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that's why, you know, 70% of the people were so uncomfortable with the term networking anytime it expands from more than a one person interaction to sort of that larger room yes. or even online networking, people get uncomfortable with it. So to me, that was where I, I came up with the, the tool of, you know, how can I be strategic about my networking, but also really be a networker, um, that is, driving for everybody's success. So it's not just about me mm -hmm. um, and being able to do that. So I have a tool called the, the Impact 100 because you, you need to be strategic because when you first start thinking, I need to build a network or I have to network, mm -hmm. there's this 
sort of sense to just start going to everything that you can do and finding all kinds of people. And, you know, that that's not going to be productive. Um, it may keep you busy, but it's not going to be productive for you or the people around you. I agree 100%. I mean, you could liken that to the, the analogy where you would want to use a rifle approach versus a shotgun. Um, spraying, yes. you know, spraying doesn't ever serve anybody or anything, and it's not possible to hit everyone. But I think that there there is definitely a, a misunderstanding of what true good networking is supposed to be all about. And that whole quantity versus quality thing, that's, I think that that, you know, as far as what it is that people don't like about networking or why they dislike the word, um, like you said, they just have um, a misunderstanding of what it really is all about and what it's supposed to be for. So yeah. if, if I'm a business owner, why do I need to build a good, strong network? Shouldn't I rely like on my salespeople to go out and do that? What is it about being a business owner that is important for me to have a network myself? Well, I, I started earlier, you know, you're the business owner and, and when you're a business owner, you know, that, that sales is in, is in your title, even though it may not be printed on your, your business card. Mm -hmm. And, you know, say you have 50 employees, those are technically all salespeople or ambassadors of your organization, even if they don't do it. And salespeople, I think, like to, to network and build a network. So when you're the business owner, I think it's knowing that, you know, there are opportunities to, to, to grow your business or to be of service to someone else in every interaction. Um, so it's the business owner that when they say to me, well, you know, I don't, I'm not really sure if I like my lawyer or my accountant or I wouldn't refer, you know, business to them, you know, to somebody else. I'm always instantly like, well, then why are you still working with them? Because right. to me, your network. Your network is your your trusted advisors and the people that you you mm -hmm. would you would give their name in a second mm -hmm. or or even to me I'm always like you know I have three to five people in in every category mm -hmm. um, where I know I could be helpful so as a business owner I think to think what is that network doing so that you're not just calling them when you need them mm -hmm. but you're 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 really nurturing and, and growing it along the way. I agree. I think that uh, whenever you can really focus on the other person and providing value and, and being sincere about it, right, being authentic about it, not like self-serving, because we don't want to appear as self-serving when we're talking about networking. So from your perspective, what would you say would be uh, best practices so that you don't appear to be self-serving in networking? So that you don't appear to be self-serving? Right. Yeah. So, so I, I really think there's a, there's an understanding that when you're building the relationship, first off, you're building it for the longer term so that, so that you're not just thinking transactional with it. You're saying, mm -hmm. you know what, I want to see this person be successful for the long haul. Exactly. And then, you know, second thing would be thinking about, you know, how can I give? So, so when you're, when you're involved in your community, you know, more and more people are volunteering or, or getting involved. It's a great place to to build your network or to find like-minded people. Yes. Um, and then and then even you know to, to business owners, I think so much you know we've really ch ch switched and are doing so much online 
um, whether it's connecting or staying connected. And I see people on LinkedIn and they look at it, you know, again, same 70% of people are now on LinkedIn every single day, but they're just looking at it or they're just liking something. And what if you took that extra step and said, here's what I was actually thinking. So in the half an hour you're on there, you're doing that. So, so those are some ways to not be self-serving is to be supportive of the other people in your network to show up when they, mm-hmm. when they invite you to something or when they ask you for an idea or to, to help their kid find a job or to do, you know, a variety of things that say, Hey, I care about uh, your success. Um, so the question can always be, you know, is there anything I can do for you? Yes. And so would you say then that the rule of thumb, and this is something I heard a while back, so I don't know if it's still valid or not, but when it comes to social media and you're, you're thinking about the things that you're going to post, right, sharing people's events and sharing links to articles and things like that, would you, is it still a rule of thumb that every seventh post or so should be about you or about something you're selling and then all the others you know, about other content and other valuable information or events? You know, I, I, I don't know the hard and fast rule on that, but I like that ratio. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, whether it's seven or four or, or something that, that, that shares, I think we all have a different threshold of, you know, you know, somebody that they post so much about themselves, you, you want to mute them. Mm -hmm. Um, and, And, and yet part of the relationship, you know, Julie is one is you do have to ask, you have to ask for the business or ask for the connection or ask for the introduction. Yes. Um, So I even, I I think you could go four to one and, and and be okay. Sure. Um, And then, and then what you want to do though, with your network, you know, how you know, you have a really good, strong network is the person that will call you up and say, that was too much, or will tell you the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so inside of, of, uh, evaluating your network, I always call who are the people that are your kitchen cabinet yes. that will tell you, you know what, you're posting too much mm-hmm. or, uh, that post, you know, wasn't right. Or, Hey, I read that last email. It didn't make any sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you want to have that for sure as a business owner, you want to have somebody that will tell you the truth, um, and, and tell it to you in a way that you, you know, it may sting a little bit, but you'll go, oh, yeah, you know what? I didn't do that. I only talked about me for the half an hour interaction. I never asked the other person one question about what they were working on. Mm-hmm. And so when it comes to networking, then would you say that we should always be networking? Yeah. You know, Julie, I, I for sure do. I think the tendency when you build a network, yeah. you have a really good network have the people that you go golf with or you have the people that you're you're doing your business with you tend to close off a little bit and and I think it's a good habit to be thinking you know am I building uh the right people so whether it's Mm -hmm. you take a look at your impact 100 on a quarterly basis and say you know what not sure that person and I were were clicking the right way or you want to edit and make some changes, then you're looking for new people. So I'm always um, expanding that list and and calling it and seeing, you know, do I have the right people? Do I have enough people? I'm a big fan of your network should have someone from every generation in it. Your network should have diversity in it. Your network should have some industry diversity, which for a lot of, of, of business owners or professional people, 
that's a really tough concept for them to, to think, well, why should I have somebody else in their network? And, you know, what's, what's happened to me is people know I'm a networker, I'm a connector, and they come to me and they're like, oh, I need a doctor. And great, well, I have a, ne- I have a network that has some doctors in it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you want to, you know, call somebody for a second opinion, it's nice to have a doctor in there or to know, you know, where do I find a babysitter, you know, in a second? Or how do I find somebody that can build me a box in 24 hours? You know, how, how do I do some of these things? Yeah, I think so it's, it's. I think you should always be networking. I I agree a hundred percent. I just wanted to have you say it because I think that people do get. Doesn't matter of the industry. Doesn't matter the expertise. Doesn't matter if they're business owners or not. I think that people get kind of tired of networking and they just figure, oh, my network's big enough. Hey, I've been guilty of it myself. You know, when I think about my calendar and if I've got white space and I get an invite that comes along that, you know, it's kind of pulling at me like, geez, I should probably attend that. But then I look at my calendar and I go, whoa, I got white space. I think I'm going to go for a bike ride or go shopping or something instead of going to this networking thing. But usually, not always, but usually I can reel myself back in and, 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 and think about the opportunity that I would be missing because I know that my network has been built on one you know, in meeting at a time, one engagement at a time. And I look at where I've been in my business and, and I know you have too. And there's no way in the world that I would have been able to do what I've done in such a short period of time without a good network, without all of that effort, without meeting those people, providing value, building relationships, making those connections. And I'm sure for you, that's 150 fold, right? Well, yes, but I'd also pause and say, you know, for you, Julie, just having worked with you on your, on your book launch and for anybody listening, I'm going to make a plug for, for your book as a, as a, as a must read, uh, poised for exit. Thank you. And your book, your book launch, Julie, was a great example of your network showed up for you, mm-hmm. and and the number of people that you had at an online book launch, you know, was was a, was awesome and a great reflection of of your reputation, your, your skills, your service. Um, I told you know several of my clients that are just building out their their book launches of you know this was the the high bar of how to do that. And, Hmm. and, you know, that's your network and that's why you, you know, you do a book launch and you culminate, um, you know, with that. So yes, on your network. I'd also add though, you mentioned the biking thing and here's a little (laughs) aside or a a little trick for people that are listening. Yeah. Um, is, is that I do a lot of networking with things that are of interest to me. Yes. So meaning, you know, I mentioned golf, but like if you all of a sudden realize you'd rather be biking, but you get to know somebody that you're trying to to, to determine is that person, you know, is our relationship going to move from, you know, just a, hey, we know each other, we know what each other does to that next level of we're referring business back and forth, we're doing yeah. things. You know, one of the great ways to, to deepen that connection is to say, hey, I see, I know you're a biker or I'm a biker. Let's go biking together. Mm-hmm. So I found I got people would get really tired of, um, you know, going for coffees or going for lunches or the, that awkward time. And then they'd say, well, I don't really know anybody. And I'd be, I'd say, well, what's your hobbies? What are you into? And they'd say, well, I'm into golf. And, you know, I like that. And I said, well, how about in the summer you find 
you know, one person different or a foursome, a different foursome of people that you golf with over the, over the course of the summer. And literally they asked me, they're like, you can do that. And I thought, <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, like, uh, there's, there's no rule. There's no hard and fast rule on how you build a relationship with somebody. You're just trying to get to know them. Exactly. And, and so they were thrilled and their business, their business grew and, and they built those connections. So that's yeah. why I just pause of the biking. Yeah. Well, you know, I know how much business has been done on the golf course over the years because I hear about it all the time. So I'm glad that you use that analogy for sure. And I think that even biking, you probably could make some connections. So I'm just going to have to keep that one um, in my back pocket because I like that idea. It doesn't always have to be a business event, right? So um, thinking about building that network and the solution to building a better network, I know that you've got a program called Impact 100, and I want to take some time for you to talk about that, you know, before we wrap up the show. So tell us about Impact 100, who it's for, uh, you know, what do people get out of it, that kind of thing. So the Impact 100, you know, program is, is it's a process to go through looking at how do you build your network? How do you be how do you be strategic with your time and with the people that you're connecting with so that you can start to think about, you know, who do I need to meet with? Who are my centers of influence Mm -hmm. or my referrals? Who are the people that I'm starting to get to know? Um, Who are the people that I would like to know, but I need an introduction to? And by just going through that process, Julie, what I found is people find you know they find jobs they find thousands of dollars of business they find connections they find people that they haven't thought about sure um, and you can you can do that exercise you know with me in 90 minutes um, to really get a handle on on wait who's in my network and you feel you know it's you feel more organized you feel more focused yes. um, you're for sure more productive because you're you're doing business with the people that you want to be doing business with um, and then and then you know you sort of said sort of what's one solution with that impact 100 what I find is you know once I really got disciplined with my list and my network is you know who you're keeping in contact with Mm-hmm. And and you you know who your you know whose emails are you reading right away whose emails are are responding to you right away um, there's that clarity uh, that comes from it so again in in ninety minutes you can do that exercise and be um, be in a space where you're like oh you know what I don't have enough people in this category I'd like mm-hmm. to meet them. So then you can go to someone in your network and you look through, say, their LinkedIn, which, you know, LinkedIn has made our, our lives so much easier if we actually used it yes. to, to the way it's designed. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, and then you can look at it and go, oh, you know what? So-and-so, Bill, knows that person. I'm going to call Bill up and say, will you introduce me to them? Yes. And, and so having a process you know, and that's one of the, the, the myths I'll tell you with networking is people think, well, I don't know anyone and, and I don't really know what I'm doing. And it's like, you do know people, you just don't have a process for having it feel like it's as sturdy as it can be. I like that word sturdy. Uh, when you say impact 100, are you talking about like your top 100 connections? Is that where the 100 comes from? That's where the 100 comes from. Yep. Got it. Got it. And so is that part of your program, Front Runner Networking? 
that group that you have for young professionals? Okay, great. You know, not just for young professionals, though. I bet that that could be just for anybody because so many of the business owners that I've worked with over the years, especially those right now who are finding that they need to work on rebuilding enterprise value, you know, due to the pandemic, unfortunately, they're finding that they also need to get out there and be innovative instead of, you know, relying on their business development and salespeople that they've kind of got their, you know, got to roll up their sleeves and do the same thing, but they're finding that they haven't had to for such a long time and they're struggling with all of that. So they, they totally can. They totally can. And that's why, that's why for sure, Mm -hmm. for sure the business owners, you know, I'm working with one right now that, you know, there's sort of that look you get. And Mm -hmm. right now they're projecting, you know, 62% of the businesses aren't going to make it through you know, the, the, the pandemic at the, the rest of the year, which I think that number seems high to me, mm. but there's that moment of, of panic and where do I start? And, and yeah. much like training for a marathon, you don't just get up and start running 26 miles, right? You make a plan and then you figure out what are you going to do? So that impact 100, yes, you can do that with the business owner or with the team, um, and, and even just, I call it a, you know, let's do an assessment. Let's review what you have. And people always find they find uh, comfort and, and business and, mm-hmm. and, you know, a real focus going through that. Well, that is de- definitely uh, comforting. And I know from firsthand and working with you when we were getting ready to launch my book, how organized you are and how well thought out the process is that you work with your clients. So for anybody who's listening and they're looking for that organized process in developing your business, um, Kathy Paper is a perfect person to be talking to about that. So we're going to wrap up at this point. And like I always do with each of my shows, I want to ask you, Kathy, if you could just share really quick two action items that our listeners could take away from our conversation today. Well, okay, two action items. One is write down on a sheet of paper, make an Excel spreadsheet of who have you talked to in the last 30 days. That's the start of your network. So that would be one action item. Nice. And the second action item would be uh, go out and buy some stationery and send a note to people that have been helpful to you along the way saying thank you Mm. and reconnect with them. I love that. Almost no one sends notes anymore. That's a great piece of advice. Thank you. So, Kathy, what's the best way for us to get a hold of you? Uh, yeah, you can reach me um, at, through Rock Paper Star or Kathy at rockpaperstar.com. Perfect. It's Kathy with the C. And um, happy to happy to help your listeners, uh, you know, ramp up that that, that network and, and be be awesome. Wonderful. Thank you so much for joining us today. Your expertise and advice are always spot on and very relevant for the time. So I really appreciate you being here. Thanks for having me. <laughs> it was great to have you. Thank you. For our listeners, this episode will be available for download on the Poised for Exit website at poisedforexit.com, where you can also get a copy of my book, Poised for Exit. Please rate, review, and subscribe to this show on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. We really do appreciate your support. And thanks again, everyone, for listening. Please join us again next time.